Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, with the Bears season kicking off, there's no one better to join us than number 54, Brian Urlacher. Jumping on with us at CHO Bears again. What's up, Brian? Not much. How are you guys doing? We're good. We're ready to finally have some football here. Football that matters. Yeah, I'm excited as well. Look at how good 54 looks. Just like I feel like you're like fresh off a bike ride, just having a great afternoon over there. Am I am I, am I feeling this correctly? I am not fresh off a bike ride, but I rode this morning. Um, got me some Chick Fil A for lunch. Uh, good to go now. That's awesome. Hey, I want to start you with this. And by the way, Brian's joining us on behalf of the store. Um, of course, I think most people in Chicago at this point no, see the billboards. The damn billboards are everywhere. You can't <laughs> leave old hair in any direction without seeing those billboards. Pretty obvious. Restore hair is in a good job. I, I'm praying to God that I never have to go to restorehair.com. But yes, I've seen every single billboard. And I've also been all amazed that you've made this transformation. And you just pulled it off. Let's, let's, let's just call it what it is. You look good. Appreciate it. Neither one of you guys will ever have to worry about going to restore. I don't believe. <laughs> look at you. I hope not. I hope yeah, not. I'm okay. Snoop Dogg looks big. It's nice. It's big. <laughs> Mark yours is pretty thick as well. You Thank you. Thank you. Apologies. Uh, so, well, let's start here. So, if if you look at this Bears team, who who's the person you'd like to see with like a fresh head of hair that, that needs some restore action going on here? <laughs> you know, I don't see a lot of them with their helmets on, so I couldn't tell. You know, last year would be easy. It would have been uh, Coach Nagy. That would have been yeah. easy. One to pick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, this year I don't know. Uh, Roquan's got a nice head of hair. Go on, saw him on TV this morning. I don't know, honestly. There's not many ball guys. They're all so young. It's true. And the coaches, I don't know as well. But I mean, they all still got their hair going. They weren't like me and were bald at like 22. Yeah, you know, that is one upgrade I saw with the coaching staff already. There were like five guys on the coaching staff last year that were bald, and everybody's got some hair now. Bruce has good hair. Yeah, he does. (laughs) He does a good job. Yeah, they they got the hair game strong on that team. Hey, can, can we just start with Foose for a second here, Brian? Like, let, let's just go back and say that when, when Dick Duran left, and, and here comes a guy in, and, and I know you fell in love with Lovey, and we'll talk about that forever, but uh, you know, here he comes in. Hey, I got this thing. It's called the hits principle. I want you guys to hustle, and I want you guys to have intensity, and I want you guys to take the football away. Would you have been looking at him cross-eyed, bringing that into the room? No. Heck no. I mean, it's, well, not now I wouldn't have to play for Lovey for, for nine years. You know, I think running the football is kind of a lost start, and I think, he, so I know he's from the lineage of Coach Marinelli, and I love playing for that guy. You know, when he was our DC, we ran the football, we took the ball away. We hit, well, back then, you could still hit people. So we, we were good tacklers. You know, the uh, physical football was still okay back then. But, yeah, I, I like his philosophy of getting to the football, taking it away. Um, and, I mean, I know the more guys you have with the football, the better it is for your team. So you, know, you, you got to – yeah, I just I want to give a shout out to my friend Adam Johns. He had this great story on the Athletic with Ryan Poles, who was in a training camp with you guys way back in in 2008. And he said, like, part of the reason why he targeted Matt Eberflus as a coach was because of that training 
camp experience, which was his entire NFL career. That training camp with you guys, Brian, Lance, uh, everything he saw about the way you guys practice and how hard you practice stuck with him. It, do you think that all these years he spent in Kansas City, you, you, you think it's almost surprising that he's going to come go this route with the Bears, but he seems to think it's going to pay off practicing this way. Well, it, it's habit forming. I'll tell you that much. And, and if you didn't practice like that for, for Lovey or Coach Babich or Coach Brent, you didn't play. You know, I, I mean, it, it's just kind of a culture thing. And, and it just it didn't matter what your level was, whether you're a pole bowler, rookie, whatever, you're going to practice hard no matter what. Or Because it pretty much treated us all the same in practice. You know, there was no favors, nothing like that. But we all ran the football, and that's just the way it was going to be. See, I – Throw my skeptical hat and be like, "Look, you either have talent, you can take the ball away from someone, or, or you, or you don't. You can't like, like this. This is football. We've yeah. been trying to do this since you first started playing. But you know, we're getting all this. You know, they're going to be able to co- be coached into it. And I'm just kind of wondering if that's is actually possible. I'll say this: the, the more hats you get around the football, if the ball does come loose, if there's a ball's tip, you have a better chance of getting those footballs. I will say that. So, um, the odds are in your favor if you get more guys around the football. And that's what we started doing early on when Lovey got there. We just got guys to the football, and then the ball started coming out. We started getting those bounces. We started scoring on defense. So I, I do think it's habit for me. I do think the more guys you get around the football, the better bounces you get. And that's why Brian Erlacher has so many footballs behind you right now. You got any story? I, I'm trying to read them behind oh, you. You got any oh, stories man. behind these balls behind you? Well, they're all game balls. You know, yeah. you know some, I actually did some good things in a few games, and I get a game ball for it. <laughs> Or uh, picks, uh, stuff like uh, good stuff. You know, not, nothing. Uh, you got ran over by Jerome Bettis. Uh, you got <laughs> stiff arm by Brandon Jacobs. There's none of those footballs back there. Those, uh, those didn't make the cut. Those got thrown away. I, I'm trying to. I'm wondering if there's a favorite in there, but we can just sort of just. What, we, we can, we can. Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay, yeah. Give me a. Go ahead. Give me a favorite. Five yard touchdown. Pick six versus Green Bay. Two thousand. I want to say two thousand seven. At Soldier Field. Off of Brett Favre. Yeah. Not, I don't know where it's at up here, but it's definitely in here. Um, yeah, that's that's my favorite. Brett Bartman, he's awesome. Yeah, no, that's yeah. That's, hey, that's a highlight of ours too. I think just thinking about it. It's hey, a tough uh, for us, let me ask you about a player on the Bears right now who has probably got his fair share of game balls. Probably was hoping to get more with the Bears, but has been in this contract situation yeah. with training camp. You missed training camp. You, uh, you and Lance, out of anybody, would know the value of the position Roquan Smith is playing in this defensive scheme. First of all, do you think what, – what, what was your opinion on how that whole thing played out during camp and how do you think it should be handled, the importance of Roquan Smith in this defense? I mean, business decisions are hard to make. And, and the, the hard thing, I think, for him was he was negotiating his own deal. So it was very personal, I would think, in that aspect. When you're getting there, you're hearing the offers, you're getting all the banter going back and forth. It gets real personal because I was on the other side of that a little bit when my when they tried to get my extension done in uh, 2008 or 2009. And it gets personal. You know, you take that to heart because you, you know your value. You think you know your value. Um, he's a good player. You know, I haven't watched him play a ton because we don't get their game slot down here. But that dude can play some football. I, I, I wish I'd pay him. I don't know what he's asking or what they've offered, but – I would say he's, he's the best player on the, on, the, on the Bears. There's no doubt. Offense, defense, he's the best player on their team. There's no doubt about that. And you drafted him in the first round. You, you, you hit on a pick. Pay him. You know, it's hard to get on, hit on first-round picks these days or any day, actually. So he's, he's performed. Pay him. I hope he's there for a long time. And I think he'll put 
they put him at the wheel, correct? They moved him to the wheel yeah. this year. And yeah. That's a great spot for him. You know, he's not a huge guy. He's 230, 235. He, he runs so – he's such a good athlete. He runs well. Um, he's going to be a very successful wheel linebacker in that defense. I mean, everyone's different, Brian, but could you – Okay, you have this. You're representing yourself. You have this negotiation. They won't pay you. Now it's your last year. You know, in the back of your mind, they could even tag you, which is quite a bit of money. But like, that's all out there. You think that he can just the normal person could just put that aside? No problem. I'm thrilled to be here. Let's go have a sweet season. I mean, that seems like a challenge again. Yeah, but as, you're also betting on yourself. You know, you turned down their offer, whether it was fair or not. You turned it down, so now you're betting on yourself to go out there and probably maybe even escalate that contract to an even higher level. You know, whether it's with the Bears or somebody else, I understand they can tag him, which is probably what's going to happen if they don't get it done or they, should, if they shouldn't let him go. I know that much. But, yeah, I mean, you're betting on yourself, which is, as a player, I always felt better betting on myself than, you know, taking a deal that I wasn't comfortable with. Yeah. Hey, Brian, I, something happened today in that locker room. I just got back coming from House Hall that brought me back some memories. I haven't heard it in a while. But Robert Quinn, with the locker room open, all of a sudden started blasting music from his locker. And it's been a while since I heard that. I'm thinking back to Lance Briggs. What? Doing, yeah. There's no music in the locker room? I, not at least when the media is in there. You know, I'm thinking oh, back yeah, to when, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. thinking back to when you guys would be in there. We would come in and Lance would just start blasting music. <laughs> yeah, well, it's disrespectful to the media to do that, right? Well, yeah. I definitely don't want to do that to the media and piss them off and get them. You know, that's the last thing you want to do. Um, good, good for them. Good for, good for Robert. You know, it, you got to keep it loose. You know, I think, I think we had a good rapport with the media back in the day too. They understood that there might have been some stuff going on that we didn't want to talk about. So Lance would put his music up really loud. So maybe the questions would get less and less. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, and to be honest, I was actually going in the positive world with that. It was just, okay. I, it, it came on, it came out. I'm going, man, this is bringing back some vibes from back in the day, which is kind of what I think this new coaching staff is going for. So I don't know that that translates to wins or losses or anything like that. It's just, it, it, it's contributing to this vibe I have been feeling since training camp started. Yeah. I, I feel like, Everything I've heard coming out of the Bears camp has been good. Positive about Coach Eberflus, the staff, the players as well. I know they've had some contract stuff going on. I think Quinn had some issues as well earlier, and now the real fun thing. But those don't matter right now because they're both playing on Sunday. Everything at this point is resolved. You know, they're, they're under contract for this year, and they're all going to play. So, so let, let's just go a little more. Let's rewind and go global here. If 54 could pick it, rewinding back, coming in the league, do you play for the Chicago Bears, considering everything that happened? You do. Hell yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's say you get to play for the number one, the number one middle liner position of all time in that franchise. Dick Buckus, Mike Singletary, Bill George. I mean, yeah, I'd love to play there. Yeah. I don't think it could have worked out any better. You know, I, if you're a defensive player coming to the NFL, you want to play for the Bears. The history of, of defense in that city and the fans get behind you. Um, I, I would definitely not, especially knowing what I know now, would not choose to go anywhere else. Oh, okay, that's an easy segue here, Adam. So let me just throw this in here. I'm like the only guy in Chicago media right now, Brian, that is like out here screaming, "Leave him at Soldier Field. Let him, let him, let him put a dome on it. I don't care how. I just, just, I understand the logistics and the likelihood is 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 not right, but like that's where the Bears belong at the lakefront. Like, is this? I understand. I, I get like everybody gets into what's the reality. Oh, it's much better to own your own stadium out in the suburbs. And I get that, but like, do, do they not belong? Does it not feel more right over there? The, I've gotten into it with some people over this. Um, I don't know how you can 
put a dome on the Chicago Bears stadium. That's like one of the things that one of the few things we have in our favor is that stadium being outside in the elements and get the teams from down south come here. They don't like the weather. Teams from the west coast, they damn sure don't like it. Any team coming in there, they know it's going to be freezing, is not going to like it. So you have to keep that in your advantage. Um, I understand they won a Super Bowl there, but who the hell wants to go to Chicago in February anyway? <laughs> it's negative 10 degrees. Not, 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 I love Chicago. Don't get me wrong, but I don't want to be there in February. And you think the people are going to go watch the Super Bowl in February? When you like they had it in Minnesota in what, 2018? Yeah, that's when you went in the Hall of Fame. You were there. They have, they have all the underground little places you can walk and stay inside. You don't go outside. It was horrible. It was horrible. It was freezing. It was brutal. Like, I mean, we got dropped off at that mall, and I, we were at yeah. the wrong door. Couldn't get in. It was, it was terrible. So I, I didn't <laughs> enjoy the weather. Uh, personally, I live in Arizona now, so I don't have to deal with it. But, yeah. yeah I mean, to put a dome on a stadium just so you can get a Super Bowl, I mean, I, I just it goes against everything that I believe in as a Chicago Bears player. I love being outside. I love the elements. I love – and I think our fans love it, too. I, I like to know why I speak for them, but I'm pretty sure that they enjoy cheering for us in the elements. Okay, and I like I kind of get that, but I want to talk. I want to ask you then, like from a football perspective, you know, the game keeps changing. Players are getting faster and faster and faster and more athletic, mm-hmm. and I and I think that there's this desire to not have the field hold back the Bears either. Like I, I know Matt Eberflus wants to play fast. So in what ways, when you were playing, this is a serious question. In what ways did whether it's the field or the weather, the cold, whatever it was, the wind. How did that help you win football games? How did that truly give you a home field advantage? Well, the elements are the same for both teams. The field's the same for the both teams. There's no, you know, advantage when it comes to that. It's just a mindset. I think that's that mindset of it's going to be cold. Deal with it. We're practicing it. We're playing it. That's just the way it's going to be. And teams don't really get a chance to practice in that type of weather. It sucks. You know, when you, but you, when you're practicing it all week and you're out there getting ready for it and you're living it, I think that gives you an advantage. And also, kicking game with the wind, Robbie was the best. And, and you look at his – percentage of Soldier Field, I'm not sure you'll find much better for the time he was there. Um, but, yeah, I think it's just a mindset thing. You know, it's, it's going to be cold. So what? we got to go out there and play a football game. The media also makes a huge deal about the grass. The grass is terrible. Look at look, yeah, Right. So, I mean, did you would you be going to the locker room and talking to your guys like, hey, Briggs, it, it's, this sucks. This is just – this is brutal. I can't move around. Or, or is that, was that a non-factor? I didn't think about that. You know, I'm, I'm not a receiver. I'm not cutting. I'm not a DB. I'm not breaking on a ball, something like that. So it didn't, it didn't bother me. And like I said earlier, it's the same for both teams. You know, you both got to deal with I understand the turf is not great. It's always been that way. But that's just the way it is. You play outside in the winter, it's all good feel. I, I, I heard it was bad in one of the preseason games, too. Oh, allegedly. It was really bad. That's what, that's what I don't understand. How do you get it bad in the preseason? You know, there should be no reason for it to, unless you're having <laughs> concerts or other games. I get it. But it should be pretty sweet in the preseason. Well, and I think that's part of the equation. The Bears want to be back in control. I shouldn't say back. They've never been in control yeah. of their own field, really. No. And I think that that's what they want so that they can control that stuff. We don't need to have a Ramstein concert a week before the opener. Yeah. You know, that's the I, stuff. I don't blame them. I, I can't blame them. Plus, the, the money with owning your own stadium might be a little bit alluring as well. To, have, to, you know, to actually get the money for parking, to get some of the outside stuff that goes on there instead of going to the city. Plus, might be a safety issue as well with that with it being downtown these days. I don't know. Arlington ice might be a little safer these days. Yeah, but it's, it's it's such a crazy world. I mean, we just had a thing in Highland Park, which nobody would have imagined. So you can't you could never predict these things. What what uh, as far as the team itself, Ryan? 
Justin Fields, you expected a major step here to a lot of people, a lot of the pundits out there. Worst team in the NFL, Chicago Bears. I mean, I keep that's that's not a, a, a minority opinion out there. That's about half of the people that watch football. I was at an event in Vegas like two weeks ago, and everyone bet under six and a half on the Bears. I'm like, okay, what's the choice over and under? I think it was better than the Bears. Um, I don't think they're going to be that bad. I, I don't, I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but, um, you know, it's hard. I feel bad for Justin Fields because of the fact he's had to learn two different schemes in two years. You know, you're a rookie. It's hard to learn as a rookie. Um, and, you know, your second year should be getting a little bit more comfortable, and then they put a new scheme in for him. That's just the way it goes. That's coaching in the NFL. But the kid's good. He's talented. Obviously, throws are great, athletic. Um, I, I worry about up front, you know, protecting him. It's going to be a big deal. And running the football always solves a lot of those problems, in my opinion. When you can run the football, I don't care if it's college, NFL, it takes a lot of pressure off the quarterback on your offensive line. Well, okay, another football question for you here, because one of the things they've been working with Fields and this new offense a lot is something we see all the time with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in Green Bay, which is varying cadences and trying to keep the defense, uh, varying that pass rush. As somebody who's on the defensive side of the ball, how can that help the Bears maybe compared to when you watched them last year and it just seemed like teams were teeing off on the quarterback constantly? I know it's hard when you're on the road because the crowd's so loud. you got to go on the side of the count. You know, I just, that's the way it's going to be at home. You should be able to change it up a little bit. Aaron Rodgers is different. I, don't, I wouldn't compare anyone to him when it comes to getting the team in the right play before snap. He's a different guy. He's going to get him in the best play possible for them to succeed, and that's the way it's going to be. Um, I don't know. Um, I, I don't really pay attention to the snap count, stuff like that. When the ball snapped, I used to go do my job, so I don't really pay attention to <laughs> what they're doing on offense. I just know my job when the ball was snapped was to you know, go get the ball or do what I was supposed to do. Was there any one quarterback that you absolutely I, – I, there is no, if, if nothing else happens to me, I'm going to get to this guy and let him know that I'm here. Does that, does that guy exist? They're, they're also hard to get to. You know, I, I always – you knew if you got to Aaron or Brett, you did something good because they're, the ball was usually gone pretty damn fast when you played them. And that's what makes the great ones great. You know, they don't take the hits. They get rid of the ball too fast. They don't, you don't see them getting sacked nine, ten, nine, ten times in a game. Maybe not even the season. The ball is going so fast because they understand what the defense is trying to do to him. 54 in Arizona's reaction when when Far uh, when when Rogers runs into the end zone last year and says, "I still own you." <laughs> hey, beat him. You know, if you don't like it, do something about it. I don't understand. You know, I, I didn't see the game. I wasn't watching, but I, I obviously I saw all the stuff uh, people were sending me the clip. And if you don't like it, do something about it, man. I, I mean, he, he does. He wasn't lying. He's done pretty. Damn good against the Bears when he plays against them. That's for sure. Even when I was there, he was good. He was, we had a hard time beating him. But if you don't like it, stop it. Yeah. I love that answer because it sucked, but he's not wrong. That's, I mean, no, that's the problem. That sucked. They, they got to change it. Yeah, you, you got to find a way to beat him. And as long as he's there, they're going to be hard. It's going to be hard for anyone to beat them. I don't care what anyone says. He's uh, You can put any receivers out there. He's going to make them all better. Ryan, I don't know if 10 years ago I would imagine you'd be doing a podcast with Jay Cutler. <laughs> And I never got to put out with Cuddy. You know, there, there was a lot of media crap going on. We said we were, we were feuding. I never really talked to Jerry in play, so it wasn't a feud. I just, you know, then after you retire, uh, you see all the videos and stuff, the way he acted, and the expressions on the sideline. But um, we believe in a lot of the same things these days, so we're, we, we're on the same side with a bunch of uh, our opinions, which is good. I just want to remind people that I was on the contrarian side at the, at the time. Kyle Ward was winning football games around here. I hated, I hated to see him go. I like that style of football. I agree with you on that. I, I did not like seeing Kyle because I was a big – Kyle took care of the football. You know, and 
for some reason, when he was our QB, we tried to run the football more, which as a defensive guy, I really enjoyed because we got to rest on the sideline when we ran the ball for three downs and, you know, third down, we get a first down. It was, it was nice to rest. Hey, before we let you out of here, I, I well, Carb, do you have another Bears question? Well, I, I just, like, I want, I want Brian's opinion just as a whole. Listen, you went to the Super Bowl. You, you guys had some phenomenal years. Uh, they won in 85. We can go back to 63 and, and that spot. But for the most part, this franchise cannot figure it out as far as having a consistent winner. Like, from your perspective, Brian, like, what is it about the Bears that they have yet to figure out outside of maybe just lucking into a quarterback that's healthy and can stay there? Like, there's there's something that, that is missing with this organization. I, I'm, I'm wondering from your perspective. So, for, for me, it's, it's been the quarterback position. There really hasn't been a guy. Jay was great, obviously, for the eight, nine years he was there. But you look around that, you look at Green Bay, they've had, they had Brett Favre, then you had Aaron Rodgers. That's 30 years we had two quarterbacks. We had 21, 22 in the 13 years I was there, different starting quarterbacks. You've got to get a guy that's consistent. You've got to build around that, find a guy that you can build around. I thought it was Mitch. The Bears disagreed. They got rid of him. You know, now they're starting for, for Pittsburgh. So, you know, whether it's personnel decisions or people making those decisions, maybe not doing the best job, I don't know. It's just hard to build a team when you don't know you don't have a foundation at quarterback. And maybe Justin Fields is the guy. I hope for their sake it is, but it's just hard to know what um what they're trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the quarterback position is where you have to have the foundation. We built it around defense, I think, when Lovey was there. We, we could do that because we had 10 guys, 11 guys on defense that could play. Can, can you explain that, too? Because for the media standpoint, I mean, Lovey was just the worst. He was the, the most boring dude of all time. I mean, you did not want to go to a press conference. You were going to – you were, gonna, you were go, it, it was Nap City. But you guys loved him to the end of the – what, what, what is the love part of, with Lovey? Because he treated us like men. He didn't lie to us. And if, when he came out talking to you guys, he didn't sell us out. You know, he Ever. took the blame. Yeah. Uh, a lot, I'll say this about Mitch Trubisky. He was a quarterback in – and the Bears played good, and he played great. Who do you give the credit to? Offensive line, coaches, receivers, running backs, defense. When the Bears got beat, and he didn't, and even if he played great, who, who took the blame? Mitch. I got to play better. I got. And as a player, as a guy, you know, I can get on board with someone like that. And that's how Lovey was. I think that's how he earned our respect right away. And just it was Lovey, man. You, he said something you're like, "Yes, sir. No problem. I'm gonna do. Yeah, no problem." He just had that. He earned your respect just by the way he spoke to you. The way he carried himself and the right way he coaches. Yeah, and I think that there's some early signs of that with Matt Eberflus. I'm just wondering, yeah. you know, how. Let me ask you this because I remember hearing stories about this. When when Lovey came in, you guys practiced. It was the same thing as what we're seeing now with this new coaching staff. It was hard, hard, hard. Did he back off on that at all after the first year once the culture was established? No. We, we practice was practice. It was competitive. I, and that's. As a player, it's more fun when you go to training camp and you're competing versus your offense because it gets old, man. You're banging against the same guys every day. It gets old. But if you're going ones versus ones, you're competing, that's fun. And you're going to get fights. You're going you're to not like your teammates sometimes. But um, you want it competitive. You want the guys involved and engaged in practice. All right. Well, hey, the high school football guy in me has to give you love to Kennedy Erlacher out there. I saw some highlights. How's the season Smack going so far? People. We have one game. <laughs> They played last you can Friday. Say we. Uh, I don't, uh, my, it's funny. My daughter goes to Hamilton, and my son goes to Chandler High, the number one and two in the state. So in my house is a lot of ooh. Oh yeah. Anyway, um, they, we played it uh, out in San Diego last Friday. They won sixty three seven. He um, so he, he hasn't played. He set out last year because he had two transfer schools to the big boy school, Chandler. I was concerned about his physicality 
I'm not concerned anymore. That dude will run through people. He's fast. Um, he's going to keep learning the more he plays. But uh, the thing I love about him is he loves football. I don't have to tell him to work out. I don't have to ask him if he did this and that. He just does it football-wise and school-wise, which I appreciate. Um, he's into it, and he doesn't want – I'll say this. The last couple of years, because there was a time there, I didn't know anything about football. According to him, I was the dumbest person alive. <laughs> I didn't – you know, I, his coaches knew everything. I was an idiot. And now the last couple of years, we're, we're talking, we're getting – or strategy cover two this cover four that it's a leverage here it's a it's a lot more fun than where he's got i watched the cutty pod you said it in there like you were coaching him but then you had to step back like i gotta get out of here i was a dick man if you're <laughs> if you're gonna be a good coach and your kids play on team who are you gonna be hardest on your kid if you're yeah. any kind of coach with yourself and i was definitely hardest on my kid and i was like i, don't, I can't do this anymore and he was like fifth grade i'm such a jerk man <laughs> So I was like, I'm going to be your dad. I'm going to watch you. If you have questions, I'll be here for you. But I'm just going to root you on and cheer for you. I don't want to uh, put a strain on our relationship anymore. Are yeah. you top row of the bleachers? Or are you, are you, are you, you got to strategize that stuff. Yeah, I, I'm as far away from everyone as I can be. And I just try and watch the game and, and not talk to anybody and be quiet and root for the boys. Uh, I, I just want to be not talked to. So I try to get as far away as I can. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, these highlights I've seen, he uh, lined up back there in the back end as a safety coming downhill. Mm-hmm. I've seen, seen that those highlights before from somebody yeah. who just played that position before he got to the NFL. He showed up pretty quick on those running plays. You know, the safety, you got to read that run and not be scared to go downhill. And that's what I was worried about with him. But not anymore. Man. He showed up quick, fast, in a hurry, and he was he was putting his, not putting his head down, but running through people. Well, Dad is jealous, though, about the level of recruiting that, that uh, son is getting here, huh? You didn't it's get so, that. It's so different now. <laughs> you, know, you know, I had my good one offer from the University of New Mexico, and I was proud of that. He's already got four or five offers, and, and I'm assuming that lets my girl if he keeps getting better. Hey, good lesson there, though, right? That, like, all these offers can come in. It doesn't mean that somebody with zero offers or one offer oh, can't, can't make it to But it doesn't mean those offers are going to hold up either. Yeah. If you don't play well, it doesn't mean you're going to get the emails that are going to stay committed to you. You need to go out there and play well and earn that offer. Brian, uh, Great talking to you as always. Make sure people are following you on Twitter at the Erlacher fifty four. We'll be seeing you on a billboard uh, soon, I'm sure. Very soon. <laughs> Thanks, guys. And make sure people check out RestoreHair.com as well. Thanks so much, Brian. See y'all. Take care.